Hello, creative people. Welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend your time with us. I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and to empower people, especially adults, to own their voices and talents that come in so many different forms. This space was created to talk to people with all different kinds of jobs, hobbies and interests, and to have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. How do you define creativity? How do you incorporate it into your life? And why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to speak to so many. I've spoken to musicians, comedians, doctor, lawyer, wrestlers, Reiki masters, and entrepreneurs as young as 13. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as that magic spark, how we show up in our life, imagination, basically all that we are and want to be, do, or have. So I believe from my heart that sharing these stories gives one the ability to expand their thinking, open themselves up for more self-expression, to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. So my inspiring guest for today is Glory Munoz. She is an agency owner and graphic designer and self-confessed fitness fanatic extra, uh, extrovert. Sorry, <laughs> Would you believe me if I told you that I was once a shy girl who left her native country, Puerto Rico, learned to speak fluent English, studied political science, only to go on and study a multimedia degree in secret and open up my own agency? If only that was all. Glory, welcome to the space. Thank you for inviting me, Hollis. <laughs> I am so happy you are here. And I love that intro. <laughs> Thank you. It's a pleasure to be able to be in this space alongside you. And yes, it's incredible the things that we go through to get to where we want to be able to go to. Oh my gosh. Thank you. See, see how powerful this is going to be just from the beginning, everybody. <laughs> so I really appreciate you being here. So in just that little bit that you read, can you please tell people a little bit more about who you are? Well, my name's Gloria. <coughs> I am a native of Puerto Rico. I moved to Puerto from Puerto Rico to Massachusetts, not knowing that I would be there for about 15 years, then relocating to Florida, where I would do a multimedia degree in Broward College, which is in South Florida. And then further on, moved to Orlando, where I would finish my, my bachelor's degree in web design and development from the University of Central Florida. Oh my gosh, so much power in all of that. Um, so before we dive in and we really get to know who you are, we're going to start with a would you rather question. Okay. And then we'll just dive on in. So you Do ready? It. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Would you rather lose the ability to cry or cry for 20 minutes every day? Dang. <laughs> right? That's that's a deep that's a deep question. Yeah. Um I think I would rather have the 20 minute cry every day over losing not being able to cry because crying is a way that a person heals and so if that is taken away how would you self-heal yourself in those areas where you do need to cry yeah so i would say the 20 minutes a day yeah i agree <clears throat> i can't imagine not crying you'd be a mean person bitter <laughs> <laughs> right yeah bottling all of that inside you that's crazy <laughs> that is crazy I can't even imagine what was I I was watching a movie today that I've seen before um it's a kid's movie called Aquila and the Bee yeah have you seen it yes yeah so even I was like crying at the end <laughs> like when they collaborated and all of that you know the ending I was just like I'm like welling up 
<laughs> I was like, I can't imagine not being able to do that. No, that's crazy. If you if you don't cry, <clears throat> I mean, at one point in your life for over something, then you don't have a heart. Like, come on. <laughs> okay so there we just dive right in here <laughs> get to know who you are <laughs> and then we kind of move over to the question which everybody wants to know okay how do you how do you define creativity well for me creativity is most multifaceted it's it's personal it's spiritual it's in a creative form it's in a different type of atmospheric form why do I say that? Because as a creative myself, I don't just use one venue to be creative. I can brainstorm to be creative. I can watch videos to get creativity. I can go out on a walk and see creativity out in nature. And so for me, creativity is a multifaceted word that can describe a moment a place, an idea, and time. Yes. I love that. Because here we go with the idea of the expansiveness. <clears throat> because like I say, creativity goes beyond a pencil and a paintbrush. Exactly. So exactly what you're saying here is that it's multifaceted. You could be going on a walk and you could be seeing things and noticing things and observing things to then being engrossed in your, you know, quote unquote work, your job and be using your talents in that way as well. And then you also mentioned, you know, spiritual, there's just all different aspects to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> there being these different components to yourself and these, this, your story, um, I titled this bullying, people pleasing and hearing lots of no's. If you could give us um, a little bit more about who you are in your journey up to where you are now, that would be great. Awesome. Well, I decided that I wanted to always do a job that I would be happy and enjoy doing. And so I've always been into the creative field, whether it was in high school, special education, um, doing arts and crafts. It's always been something that it's in my genes and in my buildup of the things that I enjoy to do. And so it's always been there, but one of the things that always stuck out to me was that <clears throat> artsy people can't develop, can't live from being artsy. They need to do something so that they could develop themselves so that they could survive in this world. And so that's where I decided that I wanted to do political science. I went and I did a whole year and a half of political science classes. I literally thought that that was my calling. That's where I was supposed to go, what I was supposed to do. And one of my very first classes that challenged me was speech class. And I had no idea what was in store for me. It was something that shook me because I wasn't always the type of person that I was that person out there getting the attention of the classroom. I was always very introvert, very into myself, very lonesome. I was always by myself in college. I hardly had friends. Mm -hmm. And so when I was assigned each individual type of speech, I portrayed a different person behind each speech. And so that was what allowed me to be able to perform in front of a classroom Mind you, I've never done public speaking. And so that terrified me. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I had to pick up early on was I need to get rid of that fear because fear paralyzes you. And so one of those things that I learned was that in order for me to show what I had, I had to speak. And so 
I spoke on each individual topic that I was given and assigned in these classes. And at the end, I felt that I had put myself in a perspective that I saw myself as something smaller than I really was. And that's something that a lot of us do. We place ourselves in these boxes by having limiting beliefs that you should not be here. You should not do this. You should not do that. You're not equipped for this. You're not equipped for that. And so one of the things that stood out to me was when the professor told me, nobody knows the story that's on that paper. And so when you share whatever it is that you're sharing on whatever platform you're given, guess what? Nobody knows what's on that paper. And so that to me was a freeing experience that made me understand that whatever I put my mind to, I could achieve it. And so from then forward, that was like that catapult moment where I realized that Glory had more within her than what she originally thought because she was this shy, timid young girl that when I was given the platform to show up and show off, I delivered the assignments that I was given. And so that's something that has stuck with me. And now that I am an entrepreneur, I'm a business owner, and first and foremost, I'm a female, which honestly, when I first started Graphically For You, a lot of people thought that I was a man. <laughs> and honestly, it was funny, but at the same time, it made sense because a lot of the things that I was doing was things that men do to make moves in business. And so I decided to step out of my comfort zone. And so my first year within business, I was doing everything behind the computer screen, behind closed doors. Everything was in hidden. And I met a fellow entrepreneur that we're friends now. She challenged me. She was like, you know what, Bloody? You need to step out of that zone where people think that you're a man because you're a woman, you're making moves, you're doing things that you're motivating other women and you don't even realize that you're doing it. And so I challenge you to get in front of the computer screen, in front of the camera and start doing lives so that people can start realizing who you are, what you're made of, and what you have to offer and share with your audience. And so that, Hollis, was something that was gut-wrenching. I was nervous. I was freaking out. And she's like, you don't have to do it today. You just have to do it within your own time. And so once I started showing up, a lot of people were like, oh, I thought you were a man. Oh, I thought you were a man. And I was like, no, I'm a female. I'm uh, a female. So wait, wait, hold on. Hold on for a second. Because this is so much power that I just want to, you told so much wonderful information about you already. I just want to dial back for a minute. Okay. So when you first, first, when did you learn to speak English? How old were you? I learned to speak English at the age of six or seven. Okay. So that's when you came over and you lived in Massachusetts. Yes. Okay. So when fast forward to college, when you were um, realizing that you needed to get up and speak, this was almost like acting for you because you had these avatars, you had these characters that you were yeah. stepping into in order to give you the confidence, right? Absolutely. Okay. So I just wanted to make clear because you'd mentioned that and I just wanted to, it sounded like, because that's so much how we, it's those baby steps, right? And you do what you need to do in order to get yep. it out there. <laughs> However it has to be. Absolutely. <laughs> because that fear, you're exactly right. Like that fear paralyzes you. So you found a way you were like, okay, you created these characters and the characters allowed you to get up into that space. Now, when you did that, was, was there more confidence? Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There's because you're going into an area 
where you're kind of leaving Gloria on the sideline and you're grabbing the task at hand, delivering what needs to be delivered. Then you get off the, the cause they had like a pulpit type thing stage mm -hmm. where you go and you would perf give out your speech. Yeah. And then you get down and everything was normal again. Yeah. <laughs> you just made me think of, so for my bat mitzvah, so when I was 13 years old, <clears throat> all nervous, I go up to get onto the pulpit and I, um, I tripped <laughs> and it wasn't here. There was a whole audience oh, like, man. waiting for me. And it wasn't like a little trip. It was like an almost fall on my pace trip. <laughs> so I have no concept of how much time went by. I just got out there and I started laughing hysterically. And um, I pulled it together and then I did what I had to do. And when, then when I went to shake the rabbi's hands, they were like, that was a really good icebreaker. I was like, it was <laughs> so not planned. <laughs> hey, it worked. <laughs> it totally worked. <laughs> it got me out of that. It was like, okay, well, what else can happen? <laughs> so before we move on to this part about you getting in front of the camera from behind the scenes, Talk to me because of what I called this. Was there bullying and people pleasing and all of this that went on in the younger years? Yes. Yes. Um, there was bullying even in my second grade class for my second grade teacher. Um, from, wait, from your teacher? From my own teacher. Yeah. She, oh she, she had her, her selectives, like they call it in Mean Girls. Yeah she had her opinions of me the thing was that i started the school year in december so the the classroom already had its own dynamics everyone had its own groups and here comes glory coming from puerto rico don't know not a word of english like in puerto rico they give you like these classes like Pollito, chicken, gallina, hen, and that's it. It's mm -hmm. not like you can have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And so the teacher, she she was harsh. She she made things a lot harder. And I I worked with it however I could. And little did I know that the way that she was treating me was not the best, but I didn't know the system. I came into a system that was completely different from what I was accustomed to. I think I had detention from her, if not mistaken, probably like every day, because I thought it was something that I was being rewarded. Oh my but, God, you poor thing. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was because I she would get me in trouble and I would not understand what I why I was in trouble. And so... She, at the end of the year, she was like, you know, you, you poor little thing, you, you're just going to have to repeat the grade. And I was like, okay, like, whatever, because I did not know. And so when you, when you don't know a specific place, a specific way of things being done, you kind of have to just roll with it and see how things go and so she was a bully like many of the students in the classroom were bullies and so i just i guess that was the beginning of me going into that little cocoon and to just protect myself from these bullies right right understandable yeah and First, I'm sorry that that all happened to you. That's just like, it just makes my insides hurt. Um, but I think it also explains on a wider context. It's it's a good analogy because you said when you, you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. So here you were, you didn't speak the language. You were put into a situation that already had its dynamic kind of set up. And you were six, seven years old. Yeah. So you just thought, here you are getting detention you're like okay i guess that's the way it's supposed to go <laughs> so there's so many things in life where we think that's the way it is and it's really not the way it is yeah there are so many other ways um 
that will uh, fulfill you or help empower you in so many better ways instead of keeping you feeling fearful and going inside, getting intro- being more introverted. Yeah. Which is what you needed as a whole safety mechanism. Absolutely. And so that's something that when, once I realized it was happening and it's sad to say, but I figured it out after I had gotten, gotten out of that whole environment. And so it is sad that a classroom where a child should feel safe is being bullied by their own teacher. And it happens today. So it's insane. Yeah, it is. It is. So then there was times when this happened and then the people pleasing and then the hearing lots of no's. So the people pleasing... Mm-hmm. That was me trying to make sure that the situations were okay. And so a lot of times while I was not only just in school, but even as a business owner at this point, like you want to, you, I felt like I wanted to accommodate to each yes. and every one that was coming. And so it wasn't until my third year in business that I realized, no, I don't need to accommodate to you. Mm -hmm. I don't need to be people pleasing to you Mm -hmm. because not everyone is meant to be in your circle. You're not meant to be catering and servicing everyone. And so that was something that for me was a shock because I was always told you need to be nice. You need to play nice. And so when you're in a, environment where you call the shots and you decide what it is that you are willing to work with and what it is that you're willing to say no to (laughs) it changes the dynamics yes and so when I realized that I was like oh this is me putting on my big girl panties on it and (laughs) and like owning what I want what I don't want and so now going into my fourth year in business, I'm not afraid to tell a person, look, I know you came for me for services, but I don't want to service you. Mm -hmm. You're not ready to work with me. You don't have your things aligned to bring me on into your team. And so that's huge because my first year, I was like, oh, I want to service everybody and their grandma. I want to work with everybody. And so now to be selective and working with people that are developed CEOs, business owners, entrepreneurs, those are the people that I want to work with. Those are the people that I want to connect, build networks, build relationships, because they know where they're going. They know what they want. And they know that the value their business needs is in branding, is in marketing, and they want to invest in those things. And so working my first year with people was like pulling teeth. You need this. You need this because if you get this, this will work for you and you'll get this and this and this. And it's like, I felt like I was doing way more trying to convince a person that they needed something rather than just to tell a person, this is what I can do for you. And this is what you're going to get. Mm. And so there is a different dynamics. There is a different way of working. And honestly, Hollis, it's the same amount of work. And so I was like, I want to work smarter. I don't want to work harder. Yeah. I don't want to work with people that say they need something, but they don't want the help. Yeah. So that's where the people pleasing, I like, I said, no, that's done. And to hearing no's, well, when I got tired of hearing no's was when I decided that I, that I was going to open my own business because The reason why I decided to open my own business was because the American dream for a lot of us is to work in corporate America, have a nine to five and being wrapped in 
engulfed in that. Then get married, have a family, and juggle all of that. But things have been changing. Things are not the same as they were 10, 20 years ago. And so when I graduated from UCF in 2014, I applied to so many jobs. And oh, you're amazing. You would be great for our team. Can't wait to bring you on. And it was like, you know, when you watch Snoopy, the wah, 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 wah. Exactly, yes. That's what it felt like. And so a lot of those people, they would just tell me, oh, this, you're amazing. You're so qualified for this. This position is made for you. But I would never hear back for a second interview. Or if I did, I would get the second interview and then it would be crickets. And then mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm going yeah. to make moves for myself. I'm going to do things for myself that I gave others the opportunity to, to do so, but they did it. They missed the mark and I was done. And so that's when in 20, 2018, Graphically For You came about. Mm-hmm. So then let's kind of fast forward then. Let's move to now you were challenged to get in front of the camera. Yes. So you were working behind. So I love so many of what, so much of what you just said of um, the whole people pleasing. And uh, it does feel so good when you get to that point where, cause you're not for everybody. When you're an entrepreneur, everybody, <laughs> you're not there to serve every person. No, you have a, you have a specific niche and with other people that you didn't expect come into it, wonderful. But you're not marketing and you're not for every person. And it's so empowering when you get to say no. In, it is. In situations, right? It's amazing. <laughs> that little word carries so, such a punch. No. It does. it does. And it's like when we're doing it, we're not doing it in a way where we're like, no, I wouldn't work with you. It's like, no. I don't think I could serve you the mm-hmm. way that you need to be served. I, we're not the right fit for whatever reason. It's just, it is, it's so freaking empowering. So here you were behind the scenes for a while making it happen. So then what happened when you stepped out in front of the camera? Well, knowing me, if I didn't make a drastic measure, I would want to scoop back in behind the scenes. And so what I did in 2019, I decided that I was going to do two Facebook lives for an hour every single week. And what I did was I went into my Facebook business page and I booked every single week and I posted on there that I was going live. Mm-hmm. every single week and i i forced myself to go live mm-hmm. and the first week nobody showed up the second week nobody showed up the third week nobody showed up the fourth week nobody showed up that i thought nobody showed up right and so one day like it's so crazy how you just want to just jeopardize your own success because you get into your head. And so that week I was like, you know what? There's no point. I shouldn't even go live because nobody even joins the lives. It's like, whatever. Um, I have so many things I need to be doing that I could be productive in. I think I should just cancel the live. Mm -hmm. and somebody jumped into my DMs, and they're like, oh, I can't wait for your live tonight. (laughs) I was like, what the heck? (laughs) Like, are you for real? Like, is this, like, are you in my thoughts? (laughs) And she was like, you know, you're such an inspiration. You give me hope. And I was like, I was already, like, Honestly, Hollis, I was ready just to throw in the towel. And she was like, 
you're such an inspiration. I just want to let you know that I've watched all your lives. Some of them I've been, I haven't been able to make it live, but I watched the replay and you give so much information. You're such a wealth of knowledge. You really know your stuff. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, are you joking? (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, why? Don't you believe in yourself? You're amazing. And I said, no, girl, like literally not even 10 minutes ago, I was in my feelings saying I'm not going live because nobody shows up. She goes, well, girl, you better go on tonight because I'm off work and I want to join you on your live. Oh, and I was like, I love that. Yes, she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm your cheerleader, and I felt like, oh my gosh, whatever it is that I'm doing is making a difference, and that's when it started to hit me. I wasn't doing this for me; I was doing it for the people that follow me, and so I said to myself, why am I in this? Am I in this for me? Or am I in this to help people that are on the other side of the computer screen or on their devices? Mm-hmm. And so when she said that to me, it literally put a lot of things in perspective because you kind of take yourself back and forth. Well, in at least in my case, when you're, tr- when you're processing things, you're kind of trying to come up with a justification as to Are you really doing this for a benefit? Is it really paying off? Is it really worth it? And so she she confirmed to me that what I was doing, it was paying off, that it was worth it. The investment that I had put in, it was, it was what, six weeks? I've already put in 12 weeks, 12 hours of work. Mind you, not the not even including the research part to get prepared for my lives. And so that right then and there kind of gave me the validation that, Glory, you are are able to do this and so much more. Stop trying to second guess yourself and stop trying to just neglect the fact that you know what you're doing. You went to school for this. It's not like you learned it in a garage or a basement. You paid the price. And so when she said that, that gave me the validation of so many other things. And I did, I ended up doing the live, like 10 people joined that day. Mm. And so I said to myself, you know what? I'm not going to just show up for me. I'm going to show up for those CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners that need to know what it is that their business is missing. And so still to this day, she always jumps into my DMs. When are you going to start doing your lives again? I'm so excited every time you share that you're going to do a live because you know so much. I don't know how you do it. And so those are the people that kind of let you know that what you're doing is what you need to be doing. (laughs) First of all, there's so much that I love about this on so many levels, but I want to go back to where you weren't going to go live that day. And what you said was, I think I should. And then dot, dot, dot. It's like anybody listening, you can fill that in when we think that something's not working and we are replacing it with something else. Well, I think I should, like you said, I have all these other things to do this isn't working out. So I should be doing this, but then the universe kind of whatever you want to call it intervened yeah, and and kind of told you what was going on and gave you that support. And another thing that I just, I underlined in what you said was stop trying. We try so hard. We do. And when we're trying so hard, it's, it's like, it's pushing. It's that whole, whoever listens to Abraham Hicks or it's the upstream downstream. If we're trying, 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 then we're pushing, 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 and it's more effort. Yes, 
Absolutely. Whereas when we release that, when we release that, like you said, of the bigger goal is it's not about me. It's about wanting to get this, disseminate this information out to CEOs and entrepreneurs and to be able to help them run their businesses better and be better at what they do, then it feels there's more of an ease to it. Absolutely. Because I guess since I am very technical, I always try to find the technical side Yeah. rather than just, girl, it's A and B. This isn't about the outline. Does it make it? No, girl, it's A, B. Plain simple. And so a lot of times we overthink and overlook what really needs and should be done. Yeah. So let's learn a little bit more about you as an individual. Like, how do you incorporate more creativity into your life on a personal level and say personal work, whatever it is, what feels good for you? I like to go shopping. Ooh, what kind of shopping? I like to go shopping. I I like to shop for books. I like to shop for for art products, for re- ingredients for recipes. Like right now, I'm I am thinking of a, of a recipe that I would like to make, and so I have all the ingredients, and I'm planning when. I should take out some time to incorporate and work on that recipe. I like to read. I like to paint. I like to do gardening. Mm -hmm. I like photography. I like watching a good movie. There is so much. As a creative person, there are so many endless venues of getting creativity and getting those things that make you get excited, make you feel motivated. Like sometimes there's days where I don't feel like nothing. Like you just blah. It's like blah. Yeah. And then there's days that my brain is going 10,000 miles an hour and I'm like, okay, hold up, slow (laughs) down and work on this. And so there's so many things for creativity and just to dive into those things and be able to be free and process them. And so that for me is the importance about creativity and Mm. just marinating and sometimes even just staying still and seeing how you process that in the moment. Yeah. Yeah being actually present. Yes. Yes. That's extremely important. I also like my family time, spending time with my nieces and nephews. Mm -hmm. I like to travel. I like going to the beach. I like to ride bike. I just recently bought myself a bike last year. And so Uh it's, it's, it's different. Oh, because you're using muscles that you like. I'm using muscles that I didn't use before. It's so so I get cramped up. I'm like, oh my gosh! Like, is this possible? And so, yeah, I bought myself a cruiser bike, and one of my friends, childhood friends, she bought herself one last year, and she's like, you should get one. You should get one. And so finally, I think in December, I I was like, you know what? I'm going to get it. And so even with the things that I purchase, it has to match. It has to go together. And so I bought um, a cell phone holder. I bought a basket for it. I bought a bell. So if somebody's in the way, I just ring the bell, like move. <laughs> and so everything on the bike matches and so my friends are like, they're always making fun of me. Oh, for you, everything has to match. I was like, exactly. Everything has to be on brand. Like, you, you can't, you cannot be a brand person and not think about the brand. Everything has to go. It has to be a flow. And so they're, they're always laughing at me. Oh, 
this is this this is what glory would be like she'd be thinking about this and the brand though the brand is not working you need to develop a strategy for the brand so my friends they know I'm I'm about business but when I'm with my family my friends it's family and friends so that's also something very important that we should always keep in mind that when you're with your family enjoy your family time you don't yeah. know when you'll be able to do that with them and spend time with them time's short you don't know what tomorrow will bring it's exactly true it's yes we hear this kind of stuff and so often don't let it sink in and yeah it's funny that you say that like yesterday we haven't ordered out dinner for a while and um our son wasn't there at the time but it was my husband and i and our daughter and we were eating together outside and it was just so nice and then when my son came home later, you know, I sat outside with him while he ate and it's just time to catch up. It's time to listen to each other, be present. And our daughter's going like far away in two weeks. She's going to Bali. Oh, wow. Scares the hell out of me as a parent. That's far. But it's far. <laughs> is she going on vacation or is she moving? She's going on vacation. So oh. she's going with a friend and then she's meeting friends over there. So they're okay. going to Bali and Thailand for five weeks. Oh, wow. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's those moments when you're just like appreciate being there and not being distracted because I've been accused of, you know, because being a business owner, my I'll, I'll get excited about something and then I'm thinking about it and then brainstorming it in my head and the family's like, uh, you're not here. Yeah. I'm like, yes, I am. They're like, no, you're not. You're somewhere else. I'm like, yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, I can totally relate. <laughs> so tell us more. Um, tell us more about your actual business, because we haven't spoken about that. Tell people what you do. Well, my business started off as social media management. I started in 2018, I started it as a side hustle in 2018, and I was managing social media platforms for real estate owners. I managed for spas, I managed for a couple insurance agencies, and the second year into it, I was getting bored. Mm-hmm. because of the fact that people didn't want didn't want to pay and they didn't see the benefit of paying okay. and so i was kind of trying to figure out where the business was headed and mind you my associates is in multimedia and my bachelor's is in web design and development. So everything that I've always done has always been within the design atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And so then 2019 comes, I did that till like the end of 2019. And then the wonderful world of COVID hits. Mm-hmm. And that automatically shifted my business into Mm. web development. I was doing three and four websites a month and they, as fast as they came in, as fast as they went out. And honestly, I love it. It's amazing because I can see how a business evolves when they have a website. And that's something that a lot of people don't think and they don't see the value of a business evolving when they have a website. Mm-hmm. And so there are so many other steps that should be included, but because a lot of people wanna take shortcuts, they just say, oh, I don't need the website. I'll just use Facebook. I'll use Instagram, I'll use LinkedIn. But what happens if Facebook goes away? What happens if Instagram goes away? LinkedIn goes away? How are you going to communicate with your audience? Do you have an email list? 
do you have branding in place so that people can recognize you if they were to see your branding walking down the street? And so one of the things that brought me back to the drawing board after several projects of websites was I was seeing the same pattern with these businesses that were hiring me was branding. Their branding wasn't specific. Their branding wasn't with a strategy. It was just done because it needed to be done. And it wasn't done purposefully. It wasn't created for their audience in mind. And so they just thought that all I need is a logo. If you can't create it for me, I'll go to Google and just grab one. Right. No, it doesn't work like that. Because if you feel that you can do that, then you better get ready for a lawsuit. Because people will find out that you have their logo or you have recreated their logo. And then they will send you a cease to desist letter followed by a lawsuit. And then what are you going to do? Are you prepared to deal with the consequences? And so a a lot of the businesses that I worked with they didn't have branding in place. And now I can say that most of them took the initiative that I presented to them and they now have branding in place and they love their branding. Like there was this one particular client that I worked with. She had three logos done for her and nobody ever asked her what she wanted. And I said, how do you have logos to represent your business? And they never asked you what you wanted for your logo. Are you serious? Like, it, it literally, it baffled me. And I said, you're running a business with a logo that you don't even like. Um, no wonder you're not talking about it. Right. Because when you love something that you're doing, you're going to talk to anybody and everybody and you're going to tell them, oh, I do this, 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 and this, and this is my business. And you give out your business card and you talk about it. But when you're not happy and you're not 1000% behind your business branding, yeah, there's a problem. And so when I worked with her, I asked her a bunch of questions. I had her do homework. She's like, that's crazy. No other developer designer has ever had me do none of this. I was like, I'm not everybody. I'm not, not, I'm not them. I'm me. I am one of a kind. I have my own style. I've been in, in development business over 13 years. I know what works. I know what will help you get the attention of the audience that you want to captivate. And so she's like, yes, whatever you decide to do, um, I'm behind you 100%. I was like, no, whatever it is that you want to do, I will support you 100% because it's your business. This isn't for me. This is for you and for your audience. And so she she was over the moon when she received her banners, her logo. And she was like, no, you captured what I wanted from day one that nobody else else did for me. And I said, good, that's what I wanted. Mm, that's amazing. It's, it's, it, it is so on point that it's so empowering when going through this process, somebody actually sees you and yes. gets you and then can translate that information to your audience. Absolutely. Because we can't do everything. I, mm-hmm. A friend of mine who I love dearly, she's talking about her logo and should it be like this and should it be like this? And maybe she should use the colors. And I was like, you know what? This isn't your job. <laughs> I call those magicians. <laughs> it's, it's not your job. It's so much deeper yeah. than that. It's so much deeper than that surface of the tree with the colors. It It is. It, and a lot of people think, okay, I'm going to build a business. I need a logo. I need this. If people only knew, logo is like the eighth or ninth step in the timeline to prepare a branding. Mm. Because in order to prepare a branding, you need a story. 
you need an illustration. You need to bring your audience along on an adventure. Then you follow on to the types of images, the types of words that you're going to use to entice your audience to use your services or use your products. Then you're going to use color. Color gives feelings, emotions. You're going to use images. You're going to use typography. You're going to use different styles of typography. A lot of people think, oh, I like it all caps. Yes, all caps is amazing, but using the wrong way, you're yelling at people. Exactly. I was just going to say you're yelling at them. Yeah. And so there's so many things behind it. And I'm going to give you an example. Um, last week, I saw someone post something and I said to them, can I give you a suggestion? I'm not going to charge you. I'm not, it's free knowledge. And the person was like, sure. And I said, when you're creating content, make sure that you're bigger than the copy because if the copy is smaller than your image, your picture of yourself, you come across as insecure. Oh. They're like, what? And I was like, yeah, you're intimidated by what you're presenting to your audience. Mm-hmm. So if you come across, and then he had negative space on the top. And I said, why do you have that space there? Oh, I was thinking of adding something on there but then I changed my mind and I said, yes, you can tell. (laughs) He's like, how did you know that? I was like, dude, it's years of experience. (laughs) Oh my gosh. God, what a gift you gave that person. Yeah. So then, then he went back and he made the changes and he, he posted it and it completely like had a different, perspective on people yeah he's like wow that's crazy and i said yeah something as little as figuring out the size of your photo so ladies and gentlemen this is what i'm talking about this is why we're having these conversations is because it's understanding first of all with the passion so glory when i hear you talking you're passionate about what you do you love what you do you can hear it in your voice Yes, I do. I love it. It's so it's whatever that looks like to you. You need to nurture yourself and feed yourself with those things that feel good to you in parts of your life. Whatever that looks like, whether it's your job, hopefully it's your job, but then other aspects of your life, you need to give that to yourself because otherwise there there's nothing good that comes with that because you just feel pretty miserable. But then when you're just to highlight that point again of you hire people to do things that know what they are doing. We cannot do everything. We just can't. So your knowledge of just knowing that, that with a picture, that if your image is smaller than the words, then you come off insecure. That's a whole, that's a language. Yes. It's a language that many people are not aware of. That is just that, just that little nugget is a, is like a marketing changer. Absolutely. Oh my God. So much power in that. So thank you for like taking us on that journey of, of your growth and all that you're doing. Thank you for inviting me. God. So as we get to this top of the hour and the third question, which is what we've been talking about this whole time, but it kind of wraps it up and put a nice little bow on it. It's why do you think creativity is important? Well, for me, creativity is important because it's an outlet for you to let people in into those areas where you're most creative. A lot of times people think, oh, branding, branding is a business. No. Branding is an extension of you as a person into you that flows from you into your brand. A lot of times people say, oh, my brand is this, 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 and this. But if you really look at it and you dissect the things that make up that brand, if you really look at it, 
they're a reflection of the person behind that brand. Mm-hmm. And so creativity is it's a window into many areas of who you are as a person and who you allow people to see you as. Because that's another thing. A lot of people hide behind the curtains of the window. Mm, there we go. That's your that's your quote. <laughs> when I pull a quote from each talk, I love that one. Creativity is a window into many areas of who you are as a person. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> that's so deep. <laughs> it, it's super deep. It kind of rounds back to the initial would you rather question. <laughs> full full circle. <laughs> full circle. Oh my gosh. Glory, can you please tell people how they can find you? Well, you can reach me through my website at graphically the number four, the letter u.com. The same handle is used for my social media over on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest. Or if you would like to send me a WhatsApp message, you can use the number 321-325-0325. Again, 321-325-0325. And the website is graphically, is it for you? Yes, graphically for you. Okay. And it's spelled graphically, the the number four and the letter u.com. Yeah, perfect. Okay. I just put it in the chat. So, um... Huh. So before we say our goodbyes, is there anything, any final thoughts or anything on your mind that you want to share before we say it? Well, it's been an amazing time here with you being able to share. I just want people to be able to open up themselves into areas they would have never had done so because a lot of times we hide in, in those little specific areas because we're afraid of something not working out or not turning out how we hope it would. But guess what? Sometimes you would, you'll be very surprised if you let go of that control and just trust the process. Trusting the process is an amazing thing because it teaches you that you are built for greater things but because you're insecure, unsure, don't trust the process and don't think that you can do it, you miss out on a lot of things. Power. Power. You hear that, everybody? That is like no repeating needed. That's a perfect way to end it. Again, Glory, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Hollis, for the invitation. Yeah, yeah, really appreciate you. And those joining us live, thank you so much for being here. We know that you could be doing anything with your hour, and we so appreciate you spending it with us. And those catching the replay, again, thank you. This space is all about inspiring each other, sharing stories, and connecting. So please like, follow, share. I believe we have always needed this, but I think we need it now more than ever to empower each other and lift each other up. So wherever you are listening, I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, and a good evening, and we'll talk to you soon. So goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Feeling inspired? Let's just get rid of this, throw away this whole perfectionism thing, this whole concept that we have to know how to do everything. You know what? You don't. (laughs) Let's just do things and try things and realize what we like and what we don't like. It's all part of the process. The self-awareness feels so good. You feel more connection to yourself, connection to others, and huh, be a happier, more joyful person. Just imagine that. So you are where you are in the process. So you can dip your toe in the water to try new things at a slower pace, or you can dive right in. Here at I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, we meet you where you are. So there are so many ways to check us out explore our experiential kits they have everything in them that you need to try new things you don't have to buy anything else but this kit and just explore there's creative shui which is seven elements to join happiness 
through the Publishing House Express Yourself Publishing, multi-author books, coffee books, solo book opportunities. It is all about expression, all about it. And it's, again, just trying these things and realizing what you're good at. Don't all of a sudden think that you only fit into one box because we don't. We are not made for boxes. <laughs> there is also my TV show, I Am Creative. Check it out. The links are all in the body of this podcast. You can just click the link. And you know what? Don't say, oh, maybe I'll check it out tomorrow. Life's too short. Just click it. See what it's about. There is honestly no judgment. It's all about exploring the possibilities, expressing yourself, and expanding your thinking. I will give you the website, which is IamCreativePhilly.com. So I am creative Philly, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. And just remember that you are an expressive being, so own it. I am looking forward to hearing your story because we all have one. <laughs>